0: podcast your one-stop shop for anything and everything surrounding the seattle mariners baseball team my name is rick Clark, and with me as always the guy who loves to celebrate president's day i don't know i think his favorite president was warren g harding i I, that's just off the brain there mr bo chisholm bo how are you doing today
1: uh I'm doing pretty well. More of a more of a Truman fan, more of a Truman man myself. But um, uh, I, and Harding, that's that's just that's just horrendous. Just just get just get out of here with that. So uh, I'm uh, I'm doing rather well on this president's day. How are you doing?
0: I, I'm doing well. Did, wasn't Truman one of the guys that kind of helped tank Oppenheimer's career? Isn't that? Did you, did you watch Oppenheimer yet?
1: I, I mean, tank it. I don't really know about tank it. I mean, he did drop the bomb, so you could, you know,
0: argue against that. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Oppenheimer, by the way, great movie. I went and bought it on Blu-ray. Actually, there's been a string of good movies that have come out. Oppenheimer came out. Iron Claw got released on digital. Oh man. I, I made Abby watch it last night. Damn near in tears. She tear
1: tearjerker. Tear it's a good one. It was, yep.
0: it was a good one. But, um, yeah, doing well. President's Day. You had it off because it's a holiday for you. I have it off because it's a regular day off. And we are doing what is my favorite episode of the year. I think. Um, we're going to be talking about our rankings, how we rank the AL. Um, if we did the whole MLB, um, it it'd be a two hour show. So we're just cutting it down to one league and um we um if, if you have listened to the show since last year we did this last year um Bo and I both we we don't do you know we don't put our brain trust together and try to do this um we basically make our own list and we discuss why we put which team where so um we're gonna get into all that you know we'll, we'll go over it a little bit more but before we get into everything Thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down podcast. That's, of course, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. This is episode 91. We're almost to 100 episodes. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you for just listening to us. We have fun doing this. It's not always about the listens, but it's about you know, uh, you know, our our solid core group of listeners that we have uh i was looking bo at the uh the statistics the other day and uh we're, we're kind of shifting a little bit i mean we're still about about 90 percent in the u.s but we've got um you know a little bit of a contingency in germany and australia now so um you know of course that could be vpns people using vpns but um cool that we've got people overseas listening to us
1: yeah all cool stuff all good stuff yeah
0: okay. Now, if you're a first time listener, thanks for choosing Forkstown. Um, This is episode ninety one. If you want to go back and listen to one through ninety, it's there wherever you're listening on. You've got a whole library of podcasts to catch up on. If you want to get our commentary on last season, um, you know we did two episodes a week. Uh, we're, we're still in the thick of the off season here, so go back and listen to those if you want to. And if you haven't already, go hit up our social media media pages. You can find us on Facebook, find us on Instagram, find us on Threads. Just search Forks Down Podcast. Um, You can also hit like and subscribe on your podcast listening app. You'll get notified about new episodes dropping. Of course, you can rate us on there. You can give us one to five stars. Five stars will help get us up the the charts a little bit and and get us uh, you know better visibility in the search bar. Um, If you uh, leave us a one star, make sure you leave your name and either your email or phone number, and I will relay that to Bo. And Bo will send you a very nasty, um, worded letter why you shouldn't do that. So, um, and it'll be signed by one of his sons. So, um, <clears throat> do in, that sign, for us.
1: Signed in Crayola, and yeah, the whole works. Yep. So, yep, better watch good. yourself. Better watch yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but let's hop into, uh, some, uh, small transaction notes before we get into our rankings. Um, <laughs> I like I like this move just because you know it's not duping the Reds. I, I wish the Reds bet yeah their best, but um, you know, a couple years ago we made a trade for Luis Castillo. One of the big pieces was Noel V. Marte, obviously, um, who should who hopefully should start in the major leagues this season. Um, uh, but one of the kind of lesser known pieces, um, at least to a casual fan, was Levi Stroud. Um, he was recently placed on, uh, waivers from the Reds and the Mariners claimed him. Um, I, if I remember correctly, Bo, you know, we were, I don't know if we were shooting the episode or the podcast when we got Luis. Let's think now we, I don't think we were doing the podcast quite then, right. but I know we were talking about it and, um, I think you liked Levi Strout a little bit and we're sad to see him go. So are you happy that he's coming back to Seattle?
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, you know, he had, this is where he generated a lot of his, uh, positive trade value. Right. Um, and, um, you know, I think the, the Mariner system, I think, worked some good on him. Right. So hopefully there's a chance that there's still an opportunity to do that. Right. So, um, although it was, uh, it was really tough like tough sledding there in uh, Cincinnati and Louisville and AAA for him. um, like, uh, like six ERAs in Louisville. And, you know, you know, I think he only pitched 10 innings last year in Cincinnati, but, um, you know, close to a 10 ERA. So there's still some work to do there if the Mariners want to try to turn him into something. Uh, but I think the jury's out on, uh, you know, what exactly he's, uh, going to pitch as right. I think he appeared as a kind of a bolt guy last year. Um, kind of the, that, you know, that Darren McCacken role that the, I think the Reds filled in last year. I think that was kind of his role that might actually end up might being his role with the Mariners as well. Um, but I mean, the fact he's only, he's still only 26 years old. Right. Um, I think it makes sense a lot for uh, him to come back to the team that helped him kind of get to a point where he was valuable in a trade and see if he still got something the left of the tank.
0: Where do you see him starting do out? Do you find that he starts out in triple A or could he even potentially be down in double A to start the year?
1: Um. Yeah, double A is not a bad call, right? Um. I'm trying to think. The Arkansas was still double A in in 2022, right? So, yeah. Um. He. I mean, he pitched really. He pitched the the ERA numbers that you're going to see in triple a and double A don't like look really bad, right? The the ERA numbers, the FIP numbers, the xFIP numbers. But he was still striking out about eight and a half per per nine, walking roughly about two per nine. Was giving up about a home run, like a home run and a third per nine. So like. There's a little bit of a rough there, blood patch there, but like, um, you know, those three true outcomes are relatively okay. Maybe he'll cut down on the home runs a little bit, but yeah, I think maybe just start him in, you know, Arkansas, give him some confidence, and uh, I also think that the AAA roster is seemingly starting to get full. I think, anyways, right? So I think starting him there does make a lot of sense, and then maybe they convert him to a reliever as well. That is also an option, right? So like, um, know, maybe starting him in uh Arkansas getting him some relief appearances that might work better as well.
0: Yeah. Turn him into a, a Matt Brash type reliever, bring him up and uh you know, we've seen what success Matt Brash has had. So um yeah, welcome back Levi Stroud. Um, you know, hopefully you, you turn it around a little bit and and you know there was a reason that Cincinnati wanted to trade for you originally, so let's let's uh let's show Seattle why why you uh they wanted you back. In a corresponding move, (laughs) and I didn't realize he got claimed already. That sucks. But in a corresponding move, Kanan Smith and Jigba was designated for assignment. I thought for sure maybe he'd pass through waivers and uh, get a non-roster invitee training or uh, two-spring training. Uh, Bo, you shut down my hopes and dreams here. That is not the case. He's going back to the Pirates. The Pirates claimed him again. Um... Dang it. Dang it. I wanted I wanted the Smith and Jacob brothers to be a force in both the baseball realm of Seattle and the football realm of Seattle.
1: I'm 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 sorry, Rick. I'm sorry that. I'm sorry that. Sorry you didn't get that. Um Yeah, we hardly uh we hardly knew the um he was uh less time as a Mariner than Anthony Scafani, I believe, right? Um Uh pretty so, much. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um so uh that's that's gonna be a trivia question what's the shortest tenure as the seattle
0: mariner but um
1: uh yeah no hardly knew the but you know best of luck at the pirates there yep
0: wouldn't it wouldn't the shortest one be uh oh shoot it was who we got was it malik smith and then we ended up getting him back again i can't remember it was one of those trades early in jerry's career here, so yeah, there,
1: there, there was a flurry, There was that's your good point. There was a flurry of them in, uh, in the early part of his career. That, um, yeah, we'll have to look that up sometime.
0: I felt like he was just doing the MLB the show, like, I'm just gonna keep flipping, I'm gonna get him and then <laughs> flip him. <laughs> so, um, yeah, those are the only transaction notes we have. Um, you know, if you've been following Mariners Twitter, Mariners Facebook, any of that, many Mariners social media in general you realize that not just the Mariners, but most teams have reported um, pitchers and catchers to spring training. So spring training has officially begun and uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I've been, I've been kind of catching some glimpses here. Um, they've been posting uh, videos of guys throwing different bullpen sessions. Brian Wu, um, Emerson Hancock. I saw getting in a bullpen session and, um, Yeah. I mean, this is such a fun time of year for me, you know, hockey season's kind of winding down football seasons, you know, well, not well over, but just finished up with the Super Bowl. So it's officially just starting to feel like baseball season now.
1: Yeah, most definitely. If you're, um, if you, if you follow college baseball at all, um, college baseball has started this last weekend, Oregon state baseball's off to a good start. Um, a uh, few, you, you know, West coast, West or Pacific Northwest fan. Um, so that's all exciting. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's baseball season. So it's all, it's all here. It's ready to go. Yep.
0: But what if I'm a PAC 12 fan?
1: Well, you better get it in now. This bit of but you better, uh, you better buy the PAC 12 network now and enjoy it while you can. Yep.
0: Uh, I do have that PAC 12 network on sling. Now there's like one for each team. And it's gonna be gone since so.
1: one one for each team. Maybe, well, there might be uh, maybe the, maybe there'll be uh, uh Pac-12 Corvallis and Pac-12 Pullman in the future. Maybe maybe that might, there might be two channels left. Who knows? We'll see.
0: No, they're gonna convert them to the WCC, baby.
1: <laughs> That's a major step down for Oregon State baseball. But you know what? Oh, I, know. I digress. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Um, one of the other off-season notes we have. Um, Bo's favorite. Journalist Ryan Divish discussed the possibility of signing Matt Chapman. I've been actually seeing some tra- some traction getting, you know, other other sources getting behind this. Uh, I'm not sold on it. You know, I we're going to talk about the Blue Jays in our rankings today, and I still think there's a chance he might go back to the Blue Jays.
1: Are you guessing you're not sold on it, and like you don't think the the Mariners are actually interested in it, or are you just not sold in it? Like that, there's a fit for it. Like, what's what are you I, saying? Are you saying like like it's made up that they're that they're like actually discussing it, or what's what's your what's your feeling there?
0: I think there certainly would be a fit because obviously he would take over that third base job. But then what happens for Luis Urias and uh Josh Rojas? What happens to them? Right. I mean. Um, there's just a lot of questions there. There's not a 40 man roster spot open, so who are we designating if we sign him? And then this has been the issue all off season, money. You know, all signs point to Mariners not having a lot of cash left for for uh, free agents. So, I can we afford him? It's a Scott Boris client too. Can we afford him? Eh, probably not.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair, and even if I think like, I, I feel like I, if Matt Chapman was interested in like a one year prove it deal, like I have no idea why you would want to do that in Seattle. Um, yeah, I think I feel like that would that's just you're doing yourself a disservice there. So, um, yeah, and when I look at like the roster, I'm trying to think of like the places you can upgrade at, and you know, I always, you know, I, I'm a slave to the projections. You can call it that, but like. Um, you know, projections wise, right. It's like left field. We're projected for less in left field and less in right field than we are like third base right now. So I don't know. There's a little bit of like, uh, we also gave up Isaiah Campbell to get Luis Urias. So like we Luis Isaiah Campbell pretty good, you know, has a potential to be a pretty good middle believer. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. of course that shouldn't be an excuse to like, if, you know, if you think you can upgrade in a big way with Matt Chapman, then you should certainly try to do it. Right. But, um, yeah, I uh I feel like the I feel like I'm pretty happy with the third base platoon for now. Um even though, you know, there is not a the long-term future of third base I think is kind of up in the air a little bit, right? Um so there you know, could be a potential hole there for Matt Chapman to fill for at least a couple of years, but um yeah, I wasn't too big of a fan just because of just how he ended last season and we talked about we've talked about like are there any Colton Wong size gap size holes in this roster or are there any gaps with like an AJ Pollock? Right. And I feel like Matt Chapman might, might, might just be that, like, I don't know, you know, based upon how poorly he ended last season, if, you know, Seattle is going to be really the right place for him long-term. I just see, you know, a potential for potential for challenges there and a potential for us coming in under in that contract. If we went through with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, Again, we got a platoon at third base. I mean, what do we do? What do we do with those guys? Can we see like Rojas get converted into a utility and play some outfield? I I just don't know. I don't see it. I I, I don't. Know. It just doesn't make sense. Would he help the team? I'm not here to say it. he shouldn't do it. Would he help the team? I absolutely do think he would help the team. But realistically, I just don't think it's a possibility at this point. So, but. I don't know. Divish has his has his moments where he seems to be on on stuff. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe there's more to it than we're we're led to believe.
1: Yeah, and I, I would I would also argue like the the Mariners are historically uh, I don't have to tell you this or any other Mariner fan like we're not really in on Mariner free agent bats right. So like <laughs> that's what makes me be- that's what makes me believe it a little bit more is like. Um, you know, why would they if they were going to prop up Matt Chapman or make his market look a little bit more than it is? Like, why would you choose the Mariners, right? If that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, there might be more legs there than we're thinking about. Um, and you know, some projections have him good, some projections have him as a more of an average bat, so the jury's out on him a little bit. But um, yeah, I just don't know the long term fit. I don't know if is great. Again, I maybe probably helps the 2024 Mariners the most, and. You know, if you're if we're going to talk through our rankings and they're pretty close to a lot of teams, maybe Matt Chapman puts you ahead, maybe even one or two of them. Who knows in there? But it's uh it's a tough sell in my mind. Yep.
0: I just. Yeah. And I, I need I need to say this again, because I think it's very, very, very understated. He's a Scott Boris client. <laughs> I think Scott Boris hates Seattle, which makes complete sense. So which is why. I, we could see guys like Cal and Logan, you know, get their tenure cut short in a Mariners uniform. I don't want it to happen, Bo. don't want it to happen. Big Dumpers, my favorite player. But Scott Boris is a big pain in the neck, to put it very mildly. So um, some other just quick spring training notes that we have down here. Um, Cole Phillips, um, as you remember, was one of the trade pieces we got. From the Braves in the Jared Kelnick, uh, Marco Gonzalez deal. He underwent his second Tommy John surgery. Um, Right now, his future is uncertain, but, um, you know, if he comes back and and ends up playing again and and playing healthy, uh, he's out all of 2024 and probably a lot of 2025 at this point. So, um, sad to see Cole Phillips go down, um, you know, and, and people are really. Really questioning why we traded Kelnick. He was one of the pieces, but um, <laughs> is is it fair to say trust the p- process at this point? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's a uh, it's a tough one. I mean, Cole Phillips is going to be a little bit of a lottery pick, anyways, in that trade. Like that's what I think he was really included for. So, um, yeah, um, it's a. Uh, yeah, I think the you know the after you get after you have one Tommy John surgery, right? The likelihood that you have another one is pretty high, right? Not you know the likelihood of somebody getting Tommy John. One of the biggest predictors of somebody of that is somebody that's already had Tommy John. That's what I'm saying, right? So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, I think he probably has a story out after him at this point. But um, hey, if he makes it to the major leagues, it'll be a be a better story. All that, all all in and of itself. So, um, we'll see what's ahead for him. Yep.
0: yep. And then two relievers. For the Mariners, Gregory Santos, you know, a new new Mariner there um, that we just acquired is dealing with some soreness in his lat. Um, <clears throat> uh, Service, Service, Scott Service has been very um, open on on him. I I think people have a lot of questions. Journalists have a lot of questions. He's just taken it in slow in spring training. I did see today um, that he was asked about it again, and Service said. That they're going to start ramping up Santos' throwing program, pitching program. So, um, that is a good sign. We just hope he doesn't um, open the season on the IL. Um, Could be a real possibility. We'll see what happens in spring training. And you just hope that those Latin, you know, towards the end of the season. Last season, he was having elbow issues. Doesn't turn into a Tommy John surgery. And then the other pitcher is uh, Eduardo Basardo. He's behind on his throwing program. Um, Another candidate to potentially start on the IL or, you know, take it a little more easier in spring training. But, um, yeah, just uh, basic injury uh, stuff there. Everyone else, you know, like I said, we've seen um, Emerson Hancock. He's had videos posted by Mariners social media. Um, Brian Wu, they're all looking good, um, looking healthy. So. Outside of those couple injuries, not really too much to mention from pitchers and catchers reporting.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the Santos stuff. Um, I don't know the. I feel like a relief pitcher um, injury. Some of those are relatively common. I think um, at some point, um, you know, I would say just because we acquired him, there's a lot of recency. I don't know, bias for us to think that we need some sort of return there. So I can see maybe, you know, maybe some concern that some fans might have. Um, but, uh, yeah, sometimes these things just happen, right? Um, Andres Munoz missed, Andres Munoz, you know, pitched whatever it was, four games at the start of last season, right? And then he was out for about two months. So, um, some of these reliever injuries just kind of prop up like this, especially with guys that, um, you know, can run it up to, to 95 plus. So, um, you know, some of these are just going to happen and you just hope it's not anything worse than, um, you know, with the current injury.
0: Yeah. No, no. So those are the notes we have, you know, we should have more soon with, with, you know, hopefully most of the position players reporting to spring training. So we'll keep an eye on that, but Bo, let's uh, let's move into it. Let's just dive right into it. We got our AL power rankings today. Like I said, Bo and I both do a list, we kind of go back and forth on where we rank people. Um, if you remember last season or before last season, we did this and Bo and I, except for, I think two teams were completely the same and that was not by design. We, he does not show me his list. I do not show him his, my list. And, um, the first time we hear of this list is when we are shooting the podcast episode. So, um, Bo, why don't you go over what we're going to go over? Kind of, kind of how we determine here. Um, you know, just because people are going to be like, there's still people that need to be signed, you know, there's so many uncertainties, but kind of go over our little rules that we set.
1: Um, sure thing. I, you know, the way we try to approach it is we're looking at the teams, I think in their current state, right? Like that's the the current state of their teams. Um, and, you know, I think maybe with, Um, I think we'll add some commentary, right. To a couple of these teams, right. So like, uh, you know, if the Yankees sign Blake Snell or if the Rangers end up signing this, maybe there's a move here, but I think for the most part, right. We're trying to stay in the context of where the team is from, you know, right now on this day, that's kind of the way that I think we approached it. Um, and, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I think we both kind of have different methodologies. Right. Um, I, and I'm, I'm curious about how it shakes out this year. Cause I felt like this was much, this was much more complicated of a year to do this. Right. Um, Absolutely. so like, I think, yeah. I, I don't know if we're, I don't know if we're going to agree as much this year around, but, um, <clears throat> you know, the way I like to look at the way I ended up doing things was that I tiered my teams. So I said, Um, you know, these teams are probably in one tier. These teams are probably in another tier. Um, and you know, any of the teams in that tier could probably end up being at the top or the bottom of that tier. I really feel that way with some of these teams. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the way I ended up doing mine. Um, we'll see how Rick ended up doing his, but, uh, I think we're going to go back and forth, do a snake draft, just kind of, uh, go through our teams here and we'll have some fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you, you hit it right on the head. This was so complicated this year because, I think we've said it in previous episodes that this season, there's not a lot that separates a lot of these teams in the AL. You know, we're going to get to a point and I'll point it out in my power rankings where I'm like, any of these teams after this can make the playoffs. You know, any of these teams can make a run at their division and, and, you know, potentially make a wild card, stuff like that. So, um, this was very much harder this year. And, um, you know, just, just to reiterate what you said, this is where we think personally, we think each of these teams are currently, these aren't a projection of how we are going to see them at the end of the season. Um, if you go back and see our rankings from last year, where we ranked them, I mean, both of us, me and you, I remember one team specifically last year was the Rangers. We weren't sold on the Rangers. You know, they had picked up a bunch of pitching, but the pitching health was very questionable. They didn't have a bullpen, and their offense was very, very much good, but underwhelming at the same point. They went on to win the World Series. So, um, you know, where, where we're seeing these now isn't probably we're going to – they're going to end up at the end of the season. And we might do this a little bit further down the road too, maybe do like a, around the All-Star break, like a mid-season power rankings where we feel – Um, But like like we both said, this is where we think they are currently. So, with all that being said, Bo, you want to start? You want to start with your fifteenth team? We're gonna go. We're gonna go from fifteen to one. There's fifteen teams in the AL. Fifteen being the worst team. One being the best team. You want to start?
1: Uh, Sure. I will start with my 15th team, and this is where I have the Oakland Athletics coming in at number Mm -hmm. 15. Um, Mm -hmm. Not much to commentate on the Athletics other than uh, they got a couple of young, interesting pitching arms, but other than that, the, the pitching is pitching is not good. Um the offense has a lot of question marks. They were somewhat of an average offense last year. Like they, they the offense might be somewhat relatively competent and they got a couple guys on there that you know are somewhat interesting, Estrejos, uh Daryl Hernandez. Like there's a couple guys on there that I do like Seth Brown, LCSC graduate. Um there's a couple guys on there, but for the most part team still has uh, a lot of question marks up and down especially in the especially in the pitching rotation. So
0: that back is, to you.
1: Number 15. That,
0: that is exactly what I have. Um, <laughs> they did really nothing to improve their team too much, honestly. And um, this is what I put in my notes here. What, is, what else is there to say about them? Even Las Vegas doesn't want them at this point. So, um, it sucks yeah. to say, I know a lot of, a lot of Oakland fans, um, personally, friend of the show, Brad Hill converted into a Mariners fan just because of what was happening with Oakland and, uh, you know, what, what the owner is doing to Oakland, the athletic team specifically is just, it sucks to, sucks to say, cause, um, and I'm not very much a, a division guy. I don't like many teams in our division. But if I had to pick one that wasn't the Mariners, it was always the A's because I can't stand the Angels. I can't stand the Rangers. I can't stand Astros, obviously. So, um, But, yeah, they are certainly the 15th, you know, the worst team in the AL. And <clears throat> they are potentially the worst team in the MLB. So, um, So my 14th team. I, uh, I feel like these ones are very, these two are very, I don't know, interchangeable. Um, there's a chance that this team can be the worst in the AL, um, just because we're seeing them just fire sale and that is the Chicago White Sox. Sorry, Cody Esman, if you're listening, but your White Sox team's not going to be very good. I think you know that at this point, um, Lou Bob, Luis Robert, uh, Robert isn't, isn't going to save this team. And it seems like just about everyone else has, you know, been shopped around. Right now, you know, we've heard a lot of rumblings on Dylan Cease. Um, I'm sure Eloy, I mean, even if Eloy stays, can Eloy stay healthy? You know, so um, I I think it's very much, the White Sox are very much a contender for the worst team in the league. At least, you know, worst in the AL. um, And are going to be competing for a very high draft pick come
1: next year so uh yes I, I i am agreed in your your choice there um pretty easy to fill in the white Sox here um <clears throat> yeah i think at some point dylan sees probably eventually gets moved i think he's his it's just gonna have to happen i think for a team that <clears throat> is where the white Sox are at um, but you could also see you know the three guys in the middle there, Robert Moncada and Eloy Jimenez, all move as well. Uh, but mostly because of those guys, I feel like their their team is still somewhat relevant. At least in the you know they could still be could still feel still a couple games. But even on top of that, right, the team's always had issues with health. So um, you know are those guys even going to stay healthy enough to um, you know not be the worst team in the league? Right, that's the that's the question with them. So um, I again, think and they're, I mean
0: just. Just to add real quickly, I think their peak is maybe 70-75 wins, maybe if they get lucky. But the downside for them is absolutely 100 losses this season.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I believe actually I think Fangraphs projections wise actually does have the White Sox as yeah, they have the White Sox underneath the Athletics, so there is that. But um they have the White Sox projected for 67 wins right now, so um, <clears throat> there is that. Um and uh, their, their, their fifth starter right now, filled in, always trying to bring it back to the Mariners, Chris Flexen. So the starting rotation after Dylan Cease has uh, has a number of questions. Let's put it that way. Yep. yep. Yep.
0: All right. Your number 13
1: team. <clears throat> my number 13 team. This is actually where I start my my next tier, right? So like mm-hmm. I think the White Sox and the Athletics are kind of clearly in the bottom. Um, but my number 13 team, this is where I went with the Kansas City Royals. Um the Royals made a the the Royals made a number of moves this offseason. Um and I think they're gonna they're gonna you know, I think that I think that's actually kind of a right move to make um in terms of like the AL Centrals it's somewhat open, right? The twins aren't um, you know, uh, a solid on top, right? Um they're they're a good team, don't be wrong, but they're not, you know, um maybe to the level some of the other top teams in the east and the west are. But uh <clears throat> Yeah, I think there's still, you know, obviously you have Bobby Wood Jr. Um, <clears throat> Vinny Pascotino is a good bat, but, uh, you know, Hunter Renfro was a big bat that they brought in. Um, Seth Lugo was a big pitcher. Michael Waka was a big pitcher, you know, and, you know, Michael Waka, Seth Lugo, those guys might be four or fives for, you know, contending teams. They're going to be twos and threes for the Royals. Um, but I would argue, I would say this is that, you know, this is my tier, right. And this tier is relatively big, right. And the way I like to think about my tiers is that teams that are in a tier could very well likely end up being at the top of that tier. That's the way I like to think about it. And the Royals, if some things go right for them, if Bobby Witt has, um, you know, another outstanding year and, Um, A couple of the guys, uh, a couple of the guys lower in their roster, I think uh, have, you know, pretty solid seasons. Very well could, you know, jump up in that tier a little bit. So uh, that's where I have the Royals. What, uh, where did you go with your 13th pick here?
0: It was most certainly not the Royals. Um, You'll see them down my list a little bit. Uh, Number 13, I went with the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, Okay. I I feel like both of us, were going to have just a different mixture of AL Central teams in this bottom tier. Um, AL Central is probably the worst division in baseball right now with it being open to just about anyone. And, and um, this is kind of where it started getting already hard with for me because I feel like it is very interchangeable with, with at least three of the five AL Central teams. You could put them where I have the guardians. Now you can put them where I put the tigers. You can put them where I put the, the Royals and vice versa. You can flip all those guys around. Um, you know, they're just not great. And, and the, the problem I have, the reason I put them 13 is I still think they have a lot to, lots to do. Um They have a first town manager and Steven Vogue. Um, it could be a great thing. It could be a bad thing, but you need to, you know, we need to see how he handles this team after coming off someone like Terry Francona, who, you know, quite potentially is going to be a hall of fame manager. Um, you know, in theory, like I said, in theory, they can make a run at the AL Central. Maybe not quite a wild card spot because those will be jammed up with what is likely, you know, my eight through four teams. But uh, yeah, just a lot of work, and and could be at the bottom of the AL Central, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I I, I certainly think that uh, I certainly I have the Guardians a little higher. Right, we'll get to that. I think when. We get there but uh yeah i still think that the the pitching rotation and i think Manuel Classé in the bullpen right like arguably the best closer in the game like i still think that there's some upside for that team but um yeah i think they've taken a step they haven't really done much to try to help improve the team and they're very much going to rely upon um you know jose ramirez and jimenez and uh stephen kwan to try to continue to run it back for a team that was you know uh, didn't make the playoffs last year. So uh, there's that. So um, where are we now? I think I, back we're, to me now. 12. So,
0: yep. 12.
1: Back to me. Um, this is where I went with the Detroit Tigers. Detroit Tigers, number 12. Okay. Um, but I I did make a note. I did make a special note that this team has a lot of potential, right? Mm-hmm. Like this team has a lot of potential to break out. Right. So like, I'm snapshotting the team where it's at right now. And there's some questions on the pitching side of things. Um, you know, is Torkelson going to take another step forward? Is Riley Green going to be healthy? Um, but this is a team that very well could uh, could jump up a number of places, right? There's a couple of guys on the team that um, could take some steps forward. Colt Keith, Parker Meadows. Yeah. Um, and if the pitching's healthy, if Tarek Skubal is healthy, a couple of that with a couple other pitching prospects that they have, this is a team that um, I wouldn't be surprised ends up breaking out and breaks out of, you know, maybe the top of this tier, maybe they back into that other tier. So that's my second tier. So that's where I would with the Detroit Tigers in their, in their current state, number 12.
0: That is who I had at 12 as well. Detroit Tigers. Um, A lot of fun, young pieces here. Um, I I think there's a chance that Riley green keeps uh, getting better and better. And, potentially be an all-star for the detroit tigers um i i i really hope that torkelson does break out a little bit and and rebound um you know the first couple seasons for him haven't been great but um yeah and then i think their pitching staff is a little bit better than recognized because i really like Tariq scubal um lefty i really like his stuff and, and he i think he certainly has the uh the the stuff to be the number one guy in that rotation but then you guys you got guys like casey my shelby miller kenta maeda um jack flaherty jack flaherty obviously could be as high as a one if he can rebound a little bit um so uh only question for me is their their bullpen their bullpen is a little a little sparse i mean they've got some names that i recognize not names that most people recognize so um, but I think 12 is a good place to put them. And I think you nailed, nailed it right on the head. Um, they certainly can be a team that breaks out. Um, not talking like Baltimore Orioles breakout last season, but very much could could make a run at that AL Central title because um, there's not not a lot standing between one through five. Well, not a lot standing between one through four there in that division. Obviously, the White Sox being the uh, the outlier there. Uh, moving on for me number 11 um, I, and I'm very interested to see where you put these guys this year. I put the angels I put the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Uh, we could talk about disappointments in the league you know we could talk about what the owners doing to Oakland. we could talk about you know a lot of things but uh, I really feel like the Angels are the biggest disappointment in the league. Um, and, and this is how I put it now. This is how I'm recognizing it. Uh, I feel like they're Felixing Mike Trout's career. You know, um, obviously Felix didn't make the playoffs when he was with the Mariners, but, uh, Mike Trout, as much as I hate him, F, FMT, FMT all day. But, um, he is one of the best, uh, players of this generation. And, uh, the fact that they've got him to one playoff series is just a crime. You know, you want to see these guys and it took, took Barry Bonds a while to to make a world series, but I I certainly don't see Mike Trout ever making a world series in his career, unless he goes to a different team, you know, and, and there's been, uh, there's been news that came came out recently for Mike Trout saying that, uh, he now does not want to be traded. He wants, uh, angels ownership and management to go after you know some of the big free agents remaining but even then i i feel like whoever they sign it's just not going to help them like i could see well i mentioned it i think last week i could see him signing blake snell he could certainly turn into cj wilson you know that's a throwback for you 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 mariners fans who know who cj wilson is but uh yeah, just uh, that's where I put them. I I couldn't. They were probably outside of the top two. They were probably the easiest to put on this list where I have them because I just don't see very much redeeming qualities in their uh, their ball club right now.
1: No, that's uh, I I also put the put the Adels at number eleven. So we were we were in agreement there. Um, I think I would echo some of the same things you said. Um, I maybe I'll maybe I'll maybe I'll talk about a little bit of some of the opposite sides maybe like there is some points of we said the same in the episode that we reviewed them right like Zachary Neno, Nolan Chanel, Logan Ohoppy like those guys are batting 789 in their lineup all three of them are you know under 25 so like there is some I would say maybe brighter days ahead for the Angels I just don't know if it's all going to come together this year and Um, you know, even if you get a healthy Anthony Rendon, a healthy Taylor Ward, a healthy Mike Trout, you might just be talking about replacing Shohei's of value, right? Um, so at the end of the day, you're probably still talking about a team that, um, you know, maybe finishes just under, just under 500 or so, somewhere right in there. I think they're, yeah, they're, they're projected for 78-ish wins right now. And that feels, that feels about right. But, um, yeah, I, health questions are still galore with the team, um, uh, the offense might be somewhat competent, but the pitching gets rough. I think after, um, uh, you know, Reed Detmers and I think it's, uh, Griffin caning. So, um, yeah, I think it might be, it's getting close to time where I think the angels have to rethink a lot of things and, you know, they might have a young core upcoming maybe, but I don't see it uh, in the cards for them, um, this year. Yeah. Um, but number, number 10, this is actually where I put the, uh, the Cleveland guardians, um, and I think, you know, like I said before, I think the bullpen, I think the bullpen for the guardians is going to be pretty solid. Um, and I think some of the other pitching that they do have um, very well might hold up. Right. So I know that there was talks of them moving on from Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Clase at some point, but it seems like they're going to hold on to them unless they're, yeah, really knock their socks off. But uh, yeah, I think some of their young pitching, right. Tristan McKenzie, uh, Tanner Bybee, um, a pretty good, pretty good competent one two three with those guys um i think it's still a pretty good team i would still you know put them to to win a couple games in the al central but um you know for them the offense has been a challenge and uh know, yeah, they're come on, they're somewhat they were a team that we've always looked at as kind of like the mariners right they always had pretty good pitching and the offense was a little bit of a challenge um and the pitching is probably not as good the offense still has a number of question marks outside of those guys you'll be know, mentioned you know jose ramirez Andres Jimenez, and Stephen Kwan, and maybe to another extent, Josh Naylor, but, uh, yeah, still, uh, still on the outside looking in the AL central and certainly have a wild card spot for me at number 10.
0: That's, that's a fair place to put them. Um, my number 10 this year is, uh, Boston Red Sox. Um, you know, looking at their roster, I just I don't feel like they got too much better in the, this off season as opposed to, you know, some of the other teams in the division, you know, they did pick up guys like Lucas Giolito. They did make a trade for Isaiah Campbell, um, you know, stuff like that. But, uh, you know, you're, you're really putting a lot of stock on guys like Tristan Casas to continue to, to break out a little bit. You're going to want Yoshida to come out and play a little bit better than he did last season. He didn't certainly play bad, you know. Um, and then, you know, Jaron Duran uh, is a guy that, that should continue his breakout, but um, could see some regression. We never know. So, um, but, but in past years, you know, 10 placing them on at 10 here probably means oh they're kind of outside of the playoffs. Like there's still a chance. The Red Sox can make the playoffs. It being that this 10, you know, you, you mentioned your tiered list here uh, and, and certainly they would be in that tier where they could be top of the tier. And that's like, very bottom last wild card option, you know. So I just feel like with the division they're in, a lot of things need to go right for them to make the playoffs. Um, It's a very much different schedule make now. You know, we said they don't play a lot of in-division games, as many as in-division games as they do. You know, they go around, but, um, you know, they're going to have to win a lot of games out of division, um, you know, especially against AL teams too. I have a chance because those in division games, I think are going to be pretty, uh, pretty rough for in this year. So.
1: Yep. I, uh, I, ha- I have them rank similar. Let's just put it that way. Yep. yep.
0: Um, I think it's my turn to go to my next one. Am, am I uh, number on nine. that?
1: Number, number, nine. Yep. Number
0: nine. Okay. Um, you're, you're, you've noticed one team I haven't put on in, and, and you put them high. This is where I put Kansas city.
1: Wow. Well, now, okay.
0: why, did I, why did I put Kansas city? I, I think they are playing in a weak division and I think that's going to benefit them. I think they certainly have, they, they've certainly made some, um, some moves to get better in that division. I mean, it, it, again, if these were moves that we we're making in the AL East, I mean, they wouldn't be a splash, but um, I think Brady Singer gets a little bit better. They have made some bullpen moves like, Guys like Will Smith, um, you know, rotational moves, Waka, um, s- s- you know, stuff like that, Seth Lugo. Um, so I-, I think their pitching is going to be a little bit better. Certainly something that that will be probably their, their downfall if they do, you know, end up at 13, like you said, towards the end of the year in your rankings. Uh, but, you know, offensively they got like Sal Perez, uh, who's getting older, but, um, you know, still – can can hit the long ball pretty well. Bobby Witt obviously got the bag this uh this offseason. I think he's gonna continue to grow. I really like guys like MJ Melendez, Freddie Furman. Um, i I think these guys can break out. I did like the Hunter Renfro pickup. Um not just offensively because we know that Renfro can hit some home runs, but um, defensively, you know, he's a gold glove caliber right fielder. Um maybe not so much at this point, but he's he's got um some good defense out there um and then uh here's a trivia question for you bo there's there's a player they picked up that uh has made the playoffs the last two seasons with two teams that haven't made the playoffs recently do you know that person
1: are you you're not talking about will smith
0: i'm not talking about will smith
1: sorry that hasn't made the playoffs you're talking about that that hasn't made the playoffs
0: So the player they picked up for the last two seasons has played on teams that hadn't made the playoffs in a while, and they made the playoffs the season he played for them.
1: Um, uh, Is it Adam Frazier?
0: That is correct. Ding, 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 ding. Former Mariners wild card legend Adam Frazier um, played with the Mariners, obviously, two seasons ago, and helped the Mariners get past the Blue Jays in the wild card. Played with – the Orioles last year Orioles um, were kind of the sleeper hit and, and end up making the playoffs. So that is my prediction. That is why the Royals are where they're at. Adam Frazier is going to going to turn them into a playoff team this season.
1: <laughs> Adam Frazier, Will Smith. Yeah. Will Smith, you know, won the world series the last two years. So there you go. Yep. yeah,
0: yeah. Yep. Why not? But, but, uh, who'd you put at nine?
1: Number nine is where I have the Red Sox and the Red Sox are super complicated to me. Um, uh, because they have some, I mean, Raphael Devers, right. Consistently a good, good, good bat. Um, Tristan Cassis has a really good potential. Um, but, uh, you know, Trevor story has been coming back from injury and looking like he's going to continue to play shortstop, but you go down the lineup line up a little bit, right? Tyler O'Neill, um, I think is in a good spot for his bat um there could be some potential there that he taps into something. Wyler Abreu was a call up last year that looks like he might be uh, a competent bat and then they also got Vaughn Grissom in the offseason for when they traded Chris Sale. Um who's only 23 years old, so there is some potential there, right? I guess that's what I'm where I'm going with that. Um but uh the part that I just get hung up on is the pitching. Lucas Giolito is slotted in as the ace right now or your number 1 and just seems like a stretch to me, right? I guess that's all I'm where I'm going with that it just seems like a stretch for me for him to be, you know, the guy that you want to start opening day for you, right? Um mm-hmm. you know, Brian Bello is um still a good uh, still a good pitcher, a good young pitcher that might have some potential, but um Cutter Crawford, um Tanner Hook, Tanner Hawk, I believe it is. Um yeah. <clears throat> yeah, all pretty relatively younger guys, but still questions I think abound with the pitching staff and Kenley Jansen is I think pushing his age 37 season this year, right? So some of the back end of the bullpen is questionable as well. Um, <clears throat> so that's kind of where I they're, – they're a little bit of a question mark, right? I don't see as much potential with this team as I might see for like a, for like a Tigers or the Royals, but I think in the current state of the roster, you know, a Devers, um, <clears throat> Jaron Duran, and Tristan uh, Costas probably puts them over a lot of the other teams in my tier, which this is the end of my <clears> – <throat> whatever, second tier that you want to call it. Because
0: so. this – this would quote unquote be the end of my tier as well. And then eight through eight through one is where it got really hard for me. So, but who, you know, speaking of eight, who'd you got eight?
1: So I went with the Minnesota twins. Okay. And, uh, I go when when we, when we do this and I go to the roster and I look up the roster, I kind of go into my initial thoughts, right. My initial thoughts are like, you know, I might write down who I think my one through AR and then I go to the roster and then I start to, you know, jigsaw puzzle it together. And the twins were one that I bounced around a lot because when I look at the roster, it's like, um, you know, Byron Buxton is slotted to bat three right now, Max Kepler's slotted as the clean on cleanup hitter right now. Um, you know, they were, they were actively, at least it sounded like Max Kepler was, you know, at least on the trading block this off season, Byron Buxton, You can't count Byron Buxton to play, you know, even sixty seasons, sixty games in a season anymore. It seems like so. I just feel like there's some questions abound in the in the in the lineup itself. Granted, you know, Carlos Correa might have a backup, might have a uh, you know a um, a better year, right? Just given how low his last year was. But I think there's still questions abound outside of Edward Julian and Royce Lewis, realistically. Um, Now the pitching side: Pablo Lopez, Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober those guys are going to be pretty solid. And I think the bullpen has a really, really good chance to be really, really good. Right. I think Johan Duran has an even another level that he can get to. So, um, and you know, that's a bullpen that's been bolstered by the Mariners through Justin Topa. Um, the bullpen is going to be really good. I'm not sold exactly on the roster on the lineup itself yet. And the pitching's the pitching's relatively good one through three, but um, yeah, I just, I feel like it's a, it's a very good likely chance that this team ends up winning the AL central, but and making the playoffs, but I think in the grand scheme of things, I still have them, you know, at the, at the lower end of this tier, um, of, uh, of the next set of teams.
0: That is, uh, that's interesting. I, I do have the twins near you, but not at eight. Um,
1: well, where did you, where, 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 where did you go at eight? want well, to give it to us,
0: give it to you. I want the Yankees and that's going to be a shock. That's going to be a shock, a shock to some people, but, um, did they truly get better this offseason? Yeah, you could say yes, just for the fact that they got Soto. Like that obviously they did get better. But did Soto help out the Padres last year when the Padres went on a spree and then ended up not making the playoffs? You know, they made a run towards the end. Um, but um how much does Soto really help when the offense is literally gonna be Soto and Judge? I don't know. I mean I mean, and again, this is the first time he's going to be in New York. He's playing he's playing for a contract next season, you know, a big contract next season. Do those New York lights get a little bit too big? You know, I think there's a lot more questions with this team than people want to let on. And some betting odds have them, you know, as the favorite, you know, or at least one of the top three favorites to come out of the AL. I'm just not sold on them. It's going to help them, you know, obviously having Garrett Cole, Rating Cy Young winner, he's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. You know, it's gonna help. Hopefully having a healthy Ron Doan will help them. Um, you know, and, and obviously it's not like I'm saying that they're not gonna make the playoffs. I I they are still very much good enough to make the playoffs, but I I, I feel like there's too many questions to put them higher. So you're, wow, you're, you're kind of speechless That's, uh, you're, right now,
1: are you? are you bo- yeah, it's bold, it's bold, my friend, it's bold. Um, well, thank you. That's uh, you. it's bold. Yeah, I'll,
0: I uh, let me let me hit I, up uh, my number seven. So,
1: yeah, we'll we'll, we'll cover the Yankees. Here. We'll we'll cover the Yankees when I get to them, which we're gonna okay. be. It's going to be a little bit of a little bit of gap before we get to the Yankees on my side. So yeah. uh, go ahead, go ahead with your number. Uh, go ahead with your number seven there.
0: The seven's where I put the Twins. So, um, I I think they had a very solid off season uh strengthen the bullpen. Um you you are right and they have questions in their roster their their lineup makeup, you know. Can Buxton stay healthy? The quick answer on that is probably no. Um but I, I do like their young guys. I really like um what is his name? Julian? Eduardo Julian or Edward Julian. Yep. Um uh, who yep. played for Team Canada last season. Really like him. Really, <laughs> really wish he was on the Mariners because I I, I I really like, you know, how he looked last season really like Royce Lewis if Royce Lewis can stay healthy I think he is the next I don't know I don't know if you would call Buxton the superstar of that team but I think he's the next Buxton um gonna be a superstar can can kind of do everything so really like the twins they're gonna have a solid um solid team and and obviously are the favorites in the AL Central for a reason so that should be you know (laughs) <laughs> it's weird putting division leader at seven, but you know, I, I still feel like they should be a little bit higher than the Yankees just because of who's in the Yankees Division Two. So I don't know. So, okay. who's your number seven?
1: Uh, my number seven, I went with the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Wow. We are, this is going to be interesting. The in Toronto Seven, I think. So.
1: You know, I I try to logic these out right, and from my perspective, the Blue Jays, um, they were yeah. what were they were they were the fifth team in the playoffs last They're, year, uh, is that right?
0: Yeah, I think they were six um, because fifteen uh, Orioles the, won the division. race the, were, so were they the sixth first team? wild card?
1: I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. And I, uh, I struggled with this again. Like I kind of went into this thinking that I was going to put the blue Jays a little higher. Um, but I, they're a team to me that like, they, they didn't get a lot better this off season. They kind of just said, we're going to kind of run it back with a lot of the same guys we have. Um, and even if they could resign Matt Chapman, it's kind of the same story, right? Um, they did decide sign with Merrifield, So there, there, there is that right. Um, but, uh, they kind of just say they are going to kind of run it back with the same guys we got and hopefully get it. Hopefully we get a different outcome. Um, and you know, their outcome was fifth place last Their outcome was sixth place last year. So I think you could say that they've gotten a little bit worse in that case. So that's kind of my logic for putting them where I did it in seventh place right there. Um, now having that said, I do feel like it is a team that has, uh, they're they are they're they're good and they have a good couple one through four they have a pretty good one through three and a pretty solid bullpen but I don't know if they I don't know if they um, pop until in terms of like being a top three team anywhere in those three kind of separate categories right I don't really see like I don't see them being you know a top offense i don't see them being a top pitching staff i don't see them being a top bullpen right they're good they're good in all those sections but i don't really see them being one of the best teams in the al in those those respective categories so i think it's still a good team i just don't think that they did a lot to push themselves out of that spot right and um if anything they've kind of stayed you know consistent to where they were right which um consistent to the talent that they were which is why i put them you know one spot a little bit low because i think some teams. In particular, a team that we haven't talked about um, that is near to us in the Pacific Northwest, maybe has done something to get a little incremental and then be better than them. So that's kind of where I have the Blue Jays. Okay.
0: Okay. And then, you, wait, you put them seven, we said? Put them seven? Six.
1: <laughs> put them seventh. Correct. Seven. Yep. Okay.
0: So who, who do you have six?
1: Um, uh, Did you give us your seventh? Who was your seventh?
0: My, se- my seventh was Twins. So you did your seventh. So you're it Was on the six. Twins.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Yep. So I'm on 6. Yep. <clears throat> so this is where I went with the Texas Rangers at number 6. Wow.
0: Okay. Um,
1: the Texas Rangers. And this is again, this is the this is a little bit of the jigsaw puzzle. And I think I said right, I think I said this that starting with that Twins, starting with the Twins, these teams for me that go 3 through 8 for me they are any of these teams like the parity in the AL is high right now right like I there's not a clear like I thought last year there was a little bit of a clear division between these teams and that ended up being false but like this year there I don't feel like there's a lot of clear divisions between these teams and the the twins very well could end up being the third best team in the AL I guess that's what I'm where I'm saying this right there are potential There's potentials for these different teams in different spots. So, um, and I feel like the gaps between them is not very wide. So, even though I'm ranking the Rangers here, right, that doesn't mean that they're that much different than maybe like the team that I'm going to rank number three. So, um, the Rangers, all to say, um, they're another team just like the Blue Jays. I know they won the World Series, but they were still the fifth best team in the AL last year, fifth team in the playoffs. Um, they didn't really do much in the offseason to, <clears throat> to get better. They decided to, that it seems like seemingly not going to resign Jordan Montgomery. Um, <clears throat> so, for that reason, you know, they lost Mitch Garver. They lost a couple of guys in the bullpen um, Will Smith outrolled as Chapman, <clears throat> um, Chris Stratton. Um, you know, I think the not signing Mitch Garver, I think, will end up hurting. Um, Josh Jung is seemingly already hurt and maybe start the year on the IL. Um, and the pitching staff, I think, has questions galore. Um, you know, Nathan Eovaldi, John Gray, Andrew Heaney—all those guys, they're one through three, are incredibly injury-prone um, and have to stay healthy. I think to you know make a case that they're gonna you know at least get to Jacob Degrom and Max Scherzer, which ultimately brings me to my point of this team has a lot of potential to be really good, though. So, like, if I'm looking at the teams that have high potential for me, the Detroit Tigers are a team that has high potential for me. And the Texas Rangers are my next team that I think have high potential, um, primarily because they're going to get Max Scherzer. They're going to get <clears throat> they're going to get uh, Max Scherzer and Jacob Degrom potentially back in the middle of the year, and then they have a couple prospects of Wyatt Langford and Evan Carter that very well, um, you know, might run the tables when it comes to uh, to the to the Rookie of the Year award. So high potential for the team, but I think in their current state, I have them ranked sixth.
0: I went with a different Texas. What do you got? Bring it, bring it on. Bring it on.
1: Bring it bring bring it on. Bring it on.
0: I went with a different Texas team Go ahead. at number uh number six. Um I went with the Houston okay. Astros. Uh they uh they did nothing besides sign Josh Hader to get better this offseason. Um and I don't think Josh Hader really moves the needle being a relief pitcher. You don't really look at relief pitchers moving the needle for for teams uh they're they're getting older they're having injury problems <laughs> i mean TV got the bag but how much longer can you expect him to produce um best pitcher you know best starting pitcher is probably verlander and he's you know whatever 40 years old at this point you know i i i don't have a lot to love about the astros but why i put them six is you still can't count out the Astros. You really can't. I hate to say it. I hate them with like every ounce and fiber of my bean. But uh, they're probably going to have a, a way to compete. And, um, you know, they're going to have to have a lot of things uh, go right. You know, Jordan's going to have to stay healthy. And, uh, they, you know, the the best move they made all offseason was getting rid of Martin Maldonado. So... You're going to get more at-bats for your <laughs> younger Yanir Diaz. Um, but uh, I just I, – I think they're the third best team in the AL West this season. So, um, number five. Right. On to number five. Uh, I put Tampa Bay. Um, I, I, I think I said this last year. I, I'm going to say it again this year. You need to learn not to ever discount the Rays um you know i don't think they really got better but the rays are gonna ray and they've got a lot of questions uh especially with uh wander and his 14 year old girlfriend um but uh you could certainly see someone like Jose Caballero come in and you know really be a four win player i i would be shocked but i would see them doing that because it's tampa bay um they're going to have to expect to get a lot out of a Rosa Arena, uh, Yandi, and Isaac Paredes um, to compete offensively. But um, I certainly think they are one of the top three teams in the AL East, which is likely going to be in competition for one of the best divisions in baseball. So, um, number five was Tampa. So, who is your number five team, Bo?
1: number five, I decided to go to Seattle Mariners and, um, this is, uh, I think this is representative of, you know, I think the team has gotten somewhat better, right. Incrementally better. Um, I think that they're positioned well to kind of fill in, you know, fill a gap in that playoff spot there, but they are positioned well to also take the, to take the division. So I think that, um, you know, this is kind of where I, where I have them hot slotted in here and, you know, I'll reiterate, um, I'll just reiterate and reiterate, reiterate, right? Like the, the teams that go one through eight here, um, um, not super confident that, you know, the, I, guess I'm, I guess I'm confident that these teams are good, right? But the parity is high between all these teams. So like the Mariners very well could end up higher on this list, very well could end up lower. So, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but uh, I thought that, you know, I went through it a couple different times and that's where I thought that was appropriate for them to be ranked at. Right. Um, we are, we are running up against it today. Let me let me, uh, let me get to my number four real quick. I think I'm up my up right now or. Yep. Correct. See. I correct. think I am yep. right. Number four. Not. All right. So let's just, we can, then we can chat about it because it's relatively close to what you had And number four. This is where I put the Houston Astros. And, um, I, uh, I think that you, you made the point that Josh Hader, that was their big acquisition this off season. Um, the lineup, the lineup, when it's healthy, has a pretty good, solid one through five. And there's a couple of good spot. There's a couple of spots with like Chas McCormick and a couple others where they might be able to break out a little bit. Maybe Jeremy Peña put something together right. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, I think Yannir Diaz might be an addition by subtract Well, Martín Maldonado was probably an addition by subtraction, right? Yannir Diaz very well might end up being a a better catcher than what multi-martin did. so there is some potential for the team right but yeah it does hinge on Jordan Alvarez being able to play a whole season um the fringes on Justin Berlander being able to play a whole season right and some of the other health that they have but uh yeah I think for me just how bad Houston's rotation was in the second half of last year is still a major question mark for me and they're going to run it back with basically all those same guys and yes they might be getting Lance McCullers Jr. and Luis Garcia back at some point but you know, Lance McCullers Jr. is probably the most injury-prone pitcher in baseball, so I don't mm-hmm. even know how much really you can bank on that. So, um, I thought that that was appropriate, right? That they're probably a little bit better than the Mariners, just given you know, like the look of the t- the look of the lineups right now. Um, I think the Mariners have the better pitching. The line, the Astros likely have a little bit of a better lineup, um, and that's kind of where I felt that they would be appropriate at. So, um, yeah, where did uh, where did you go with number four?
0: I feel like that's completely fair on the Astros part and you know we just we got to keep saying that there's so much there's not a lot of room between all these teams so that's why this year our, our rankings <laughs> seem to be a little skewed but um it, it was just so hard this year number four is where I put the Mariners um you know kind of echo what you said are, are they a better team than last year uh most likely but I think what's what's going to be either their, their bread and butter or their downfall. It's going to be their pitching rotation. Um, I, I think not only will they have the best pitching rotation in AL, but, um, probably the best in the league, um, you know, one through five, it's just going to be solid. So, um, us as Mariners fans and we, we preach it all the time on here, we just need hope and pray for, um, offense, offense to come around. You know, I am, I'm hoping Cal Raleigh takes that next next step and, and becomes an all-star catcher. Um, he's certainly got the power to do so. Maybe hit a little bit better average, um, but he's good at, with the glove. And then, um, you know, we need guys like JP and and Julio to do their thing. I, I certainly think um, MVP-wise, Julio um, is going to be in the top three of the MVP running. I mean, it's going to be a competition with probably him and Aaron Judge and... Um, you know, maybe Vladdy, Va- Vladdy can bounce back. You know, um, you know, big big if there, but uh, that is where I have the Mariners number four. Um, you know, if you if you're keeping track at home, that makes them the second best AL West team in my book. So that is good enough for first or second wild card spot. So, and then uh, number three, this wow. is where I put Toronto. So, um,
1: wow, you're gonna have to okay. Explain yourself. Explain yourself. Let's hear it.
0: You're you're completely right, and and it got me thinking when you were explaining why you put Toronto where you did, um, why you had them so you know lower than I did. Um, I just think, uh, you know, if it ain't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't think some of the guys that had, you know, quote unquote bad seasons last season um are are gonna have worse seasons this season I think Vladdy bounces back I really do um you know I I think he's one of the bright young players of the game I think Bichette's gonna stay healthy you know a big a big problem for them was you know Bichette is kind of their table setter at the top of the lineup I mean he's been two or three seasons now leading the league in hits so um if he stays healthy um you know, obviously then they've got a pretty good one through four. I think Justin Turner was a very underrated pickup by them. Um, You know, after leaving the Dodgers, I didn't know how Justin Turner was going to do, but he went to Boston and, and played very well for them on a one year deal. So him going to Toronto, um, you know, he's going to be a good five, six for them. Um, And then the the thing that I I think their pitching is going to be fine. Their bullpen is going to be fine. The thing that, um, you know, probably didn't have them higher or could put them even, even lower on this list is their, uh, outfield depth. Um, you know, George Springer's getting older. Uh, you know, if he gets hurt, you know, Varsho doesn't continue to improve Then what do you got? You know, you got, I think you said that what Merrifield just re-signed with them. Um, Kevin Kiermaier, they've got him in probably center. I mean, their outfield depth's kind of, kind of sparse. You know, and, and you don't really hear much out of their minor league system um, being being, you know, any of their outfield prospects being ready for the major leagues. So um, and will they resign Chapman? Only time will tell. I think they've got the best chance to resign him. But uh, I think Ryan Davis should say otherwise. So um, is that a fairly good explanation for you?
1: I think it's a fairly good explanation. I am just going to say that uh I would I would argue that um I think a lot of it uh, I think a lot of people are looking at Vladdy and thinking that Vladdy's going to have uh, a big year, right? So I think that's baked into a lot of projections and I just uh I I think he does have a chance to bounce back, but um you know, he did play 156 games last year, right? He had a lot of chances to kind of think really break out and really have put together a solid season like he did in 2022, and it just didn't seem to come together. So I think there's just questions abound with Vladdy and if he's going to be able to, you know, be the the three-hole hitter and the, you know, the perennial 40-home 40, 40 40 run bat that I think the team is hoping for. So that's kind of where I got hung up at with, with, uh, with the Blue Jays. So there you go.
0: Yeah, yeah. So we both, we both had different thoughts going into it. That was the thing. I mean, and that's where, that's why we each do a list because if we had to sit here and discuss where we would put them, I think we would have problems like we do here. So we each do a list, you know, and and this is where we think they are at and it's going to be different from each other. So everyone else is going to have a different power rankings list. So. So, uh, you're uh, at number three,
1: back to number three, back to you. Yeah. I'm at number no, three. For, okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. I got the Tampa Bay rays at number three. And <clears throat> I just think that there's a lot of sleeping going on with the rays, right? Like, uh, in terms of just <clears> that the, they, they still bring back, um, you know, one through four that started the year off incredibly hot last year. Right. Um, realistically a one through five with uh with Yandi Diaz, Brandon Lau, Randy Rosarina, Josh Lowe, and Isaac Paredes. Right. Um, You know, two of those guys, we would really would have loved to have seen in a Mariner uniform. Right. Um, if the, if the sure. price was right there. Right. Um So I think there's, I think there's still a lot of value on this team. Uh Yes. One to Franco, that um, subtraction might end up hurting a little bit, but um, I think that from where the team is positioning right now, they still have, Five very good hitters, um, and then we've got a couple other fill-in guys with Jonathan Aranda, Jose Siri. After that, and then of course uh, Jose Caballero. Um, and the bullpen. Uh, that, let me get to the sorry. Let me get to the starting rotation. I think the starting rotation has taken a couple steps back with uh, injuries to Shane McClanahan and uh, Drew Rasmussen and Jeffrey Springs, but they've done a pretty good job at filling a lot of those holes with like Aaron Savale and Zach Eflin. Um, I would say that, uh, they did, you know, they did move on from Tyler glass now. Um, but Ryan Pepiot seems like a, you know, a capable four or five starter. That's at least going to start for them, um, in that spot, but very well could end up being more than that. But I still think like with how good the lineup is one through five, with three, pretty good tops at the top of the tier starters. Right. Um, and then you bring that home with, I think is going to probably be the best bullpen in the AL or one of the two best bullpens in the AL. This seems like a really solid team to me still, uh, with a pretty high floor. And uh, yeah, they're still going to be a pretty tough team to beat. And this is another team that I've kind of really pegged for um, potential to be even more, right? So if they add a junior, ju- a junior Caminero from their, you know, minor league system, fills in from that shortstop hole, um, and they have a couple other guys that I think they might bring up from the minor leagues, um, this is a team that I think could, um, could have more of a breakout than where they are even now. So, um, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays is where I put them number three.
0: Okay. And then number
1: two, this is where I put the New York Yankees. I don't like it. I'm not, <laughs> I don't like, I don't <laughs> like it. And I, I, again, I went, I went, I went back and forth with this a lot. And, um, I was like, am I going to have to put the Yankees here? And I feel like I, I feel like I, that's where I, that's where I just, I ended up seeing myself putting them right. Like I go to the right, I go to the lineup and I think like, they can't continue to be like this bad offensively. Right. Like I look at the lineup and I just think like, there's a lot of good talent on here, right? Like Giancarlo Stanton's going to bat seventh in their lineup if he's healthy. Right. Um, I just can't think that they're going to be that bad, even if they're at, I don't know what you want to say, like 50% health. So that's why I, that's why I still put the Yankees pretty, pretty high up there. Um, they have a really good one, two, three and, Col- and Garrett Cole Carlos we and to Marcus Stroman. Um, they've had a really solid bullpen. Clay Holmes has come on the last couple of years. Um, it just seems like a team to me that has a, I don't know. I think they, I think they have some pretty good potential to be, um, you know, I, I know potential wise to like, I think it'd be a top tier team in the AL East, but um, I think you've noticed some of the downsides as well. So um, I think where the talent currently is right. I see Giancarlo Stanton batting seventh, Anthony Volpe, who could, you know, take another step batting eighth. This just seems like a team to me that, in its current state, I think the one through, I would call it five with DJ LeMahieu, one Soto, Aaron Judge, Anthony Rizzo, Gleyber Torres. Like, that's just not going to be as bad of an offense as I think it has been in in years past. So, um, ultimately, decided to put the Yankees number two.
0: That's fair. That's fair. So I'll do my two and one here, and then you got to. You got to finish it up with your one. So, um, my two here. I've only got two teams left if you're keeping track at home, obviously. Uh, Texas Rangers is where I put um, them at number two. Uh, Why didn't I put them at one? I think their bullpen was already shaky and it got um, substantially worse. Um, They haven't re signed Montgomery yet, and the pitching health is always a question. Um, But. I put them at two because a their offense is going to be probably the best in the AL. Um, You know, you can almost say one through six is going to be good for them. Even though, you know, guys like Josh Young are going to be probably starting on the IL. Um, But even their young guys are coming up and and doing good. You know, they're going to have, you know, at least one, if not two rookie of the year, candidates and evan carter and wyatt lankford you know i think wyatt Langford makes the team coming out of spring training and so I, I really don't think you can discount them you know even with some of their faults on the pitching side um you know uh, i i still think there's a very big chance they can resign montgomery and i think that even you know makes it a little more certain if they do um you know Wyatt put them at two but um you know, I think there's a lot to like with Texas as much as I hate to say it because their offense last year is scary. It was scary. I hated I hated every second of having to watch the Mariners play um, the Texas Rangers from a pitching side of things. I mean, look at Brian Wu's first start as a major leaguer. He got blown up by Texas. So, And then number one, there's only one team left, Bo, for me, and that is the Baltimore Orioles. Um, they, I think their pickup of Corbin Burns is a very, is what put them over the hump for me. I think they have a very good pitching rotation now. Um, you know, and I think John Means just coming back healthy too is going to help them. Um, you know, cause for, for a minute there, he was the number one before he had his elbow issues and stuff like that. But, um, they're a young guy. I just... I really like their their young guys, their farm system, everything like that. And you know, you, you see, you go out and look and see. Oh, they didn't resign someone like Adam Frazier. Well, they did that because there's a very good shot that Jackson Holiday makes the roster. He could play second. You know, um, I, I think they've got some some areas of need here. You know, the outfield depth um, kind of looks a little suspect to me at this point. Um, um, but. I certainly think, you know, with, with where they have faults at on offense, I, I really expect Gunnar Henderson and Adley to be a very big deal in their offense. I, I very much expect them to be perennial, all MLB picks, all stars. Um, and they're ultimately, it's going to be, you know, make or break this team is how those young guys to continue to progress. You know, I, I, they have about three or four guys that, can be the best at their position, um, if they can grow into it. So that is who I have at number one. Bo, um, hit me with it. Sounds like you left Baltimore at number one too. Uh,
1: I went the same route. I went the same route. Um, I debated, you know, after the after the injury to Kyle Bradish and some of the information on John Means, I debated about uh, not doing that. But um, I think they're still good enough, and I think Corbin Burns is exactly what the team needed. Um, and you know, plus one to all your points about Adley and Gunnar Henderson. Um, I do think there is still some questions abound, like you said, with some of the maybe the aging guys and Anthony Santander, Ryan O'Hearn, and Austin Hayes. But um, I think the the lineup right now is still a very high high floor offensive lineup with, uh, you know, a pretty good starting rotation. Um, and you know, I think what's going to be a a capable bullpen, probably not as good with Felix Batista out, but, um, I think they're, they're still a pretty good team. Right. And I keep going back to, you know, year by year performance isn't exactly the, you know, a perfect measure by any means, but it's still a hundred win team from last year. Do I think that they've lost uh, a lot from that 100 win team? I don't think they really have. Right. So that makes me just more confident in putting them where I ended up putting them. Couple that with Corbin Burns. Um, I think the current state of the team is looking really good. And, um, you know, I think we're talking about teams that might have potential breakouts and, you know, could take that next step. And there's not really a team that I think in this one through eight batch that is. Drastically better or drastically worse than anybody else. I think the margins are really close, right? but um I think the Orioles are the team that we could be talking about very well next year. Um, you know if some of these guys or some of these younger guys really break out and you could see somebody like Jackson Holiday the Orioles very well could be taking kind of that next step, right? We could be talking about the Orioles and where we talk about the Braves or the Dodgers in the NL I think this time next year just given. Um given that team's potential. So uh but uh yeah, plus one to all your points and I think they're just gonna be uh you know, top of the AL East again this year.
0: No, yeah. And I I've said it before, I really, really wish the Mariners had the farm system they did because I, I think we're gonna see a few of those young guys come up this season and make a difference on that roster and um they might just be the team that i go out of my way to try to watch you know when when i have the time and when i can catch their games
1: yeah no uh be a good choice uh yeah, uh, yeah obviously i fan from oregon state and um should be uh this should be a fun team they were a fun team to watch last year so probably gonna be more of the same this year yeah.
0: Well, that's our, uh, that's our rankings, Bo. Uh, what was the biggest shock for, for you on my list? Was it the Yankees being so low?
1: I think so. I, I would, I would say so. That was the biggest shock. What about, uh, what about my list? Was it the, uh, the Rangers?
0: Rangers being low, the, the Astros being higher than the Rangers. I, I, Okay. I think the Rangers are going to be better than the Astros. Um, But that's our show, Bo. I, we, we went pretty long today. You got anything else for the uh, listeners before we get out of here? Uh,
1: I think that's it for me. Yep.
0: Cool. Well, that's it for me. And maybe we'll have a little bit more discussion on the next episode as to uh, why we did this and maybe have a little more discussion when some of those guys get signed potentially to AL teams. So, for all our listeners in the Puget Sound, Pacific Northwest, and beyond, thank you for taking time to listen to another edition of the Forks Down Podcast. For Bo Chisholm, I'm Rick Clark, and we'll see you guys next week, brother.